and welcome back to Lounge With Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we're two friends keeping in touch through the power of books. And me and Claire love to read. We love to talk about books we're reading. We love to talk to you guys about what we're reading. And most importantly, we enjoy reading a book together. So me and Claire have been doing a book club book for, I don't know, a year, two years almost. Yeah, it's getting on for that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Thoroughly enjoying it. We're on our 13th book club read, which is Disorientation by Elaine Shea Chat. And this book is about a girl who's doing her academic studies at university and everything implodes when she finds out a secret about the Chinese-American poet that she has been studying for X amount of years. And this book is a satirical conversation about race, academia, everything really, but it's also quite funny. And I've I've really enjoyed this book and the pages that we read um, this week were very interesting and I can feel it all climbing to the end and my favourite scene that we read this week had to be when Ingrid kind of had her drug-induced dream of all these characters in the courtroom and I just felt like it really uh, amassed the ending of the book. I really really enjoyed that scene. It was so out there and wild but it it was really good fun. That was good fun, wasn't it? She, she, oh, I, I just feel like she's all over the place at the moment, though. She's she's becoming quite obsessed, obsessed with the fact of this the white Asian thing, isn't there? There's this, particularly mm. with her partner Stephen, because he's just you know they they've had a big bust up basically with regard to it, haven't they? And and he just doesn't understand. He's just like, I don't get why you're so uptight about it you know and then obviously he said something to her which made her think didn't it It was like oh Mm. actually because she has only ever dated white men Mm. and so you know you can't you can't go on about somebody else when you're doing the same thing and and I don't know I I just I some I think she's reading too much into it and because she's so involved with what's happening with the Chinese American poet that's getting toiled up in her relationship and with all the other things that are going on. It is and I've always found this book she's almost taken the the readers on a journey of self-discovery through Ingrid thinking about all of these things and I think In life, if you do fixate on a topic for long enough, it can get so confusing, so messy, and you can start thinking about everything. And actually, will we ever know the answer to all these questions? Probably not, because we don't really know what motivates us in terms of what we like or don't like. And that's what I loved about the court case so much, that that weird fever dream, because throughout this book, I've said that each character has felt like they're holding a certain view. And Mm. when it came to the court case, they all kind of, put their views on the table for Ingrid to almost pick apart and look at and see which one she resonates with the most and after that dream she kind of goes round to talk to all the people that were in it to get their lay of the land and each one of them has almost changed their mind from where they stood at the beginning based on experiences that they've had throughout the book and I think that just goes to show that you can't really have knowledge of everything and your opinion will change as you go through life based on what you experience and I don't know I just think it's 
it's a very interesting topic. And as you say, she's got very fixated on, on Stephen. But I think in any relationship, if you think about people's past, you know, experiences with girlfriends or boyfriends, mm. you do think, oh gosh, why are they with me? This person was better or do they like me for me or will they move on to the next person when they come along? And that's just jealousy, isn't it? And I think that's, you could have that thought without thinking about race or gender or anything like that. And uh, how is Michael getting away with what he's doing? (laughs) Michael's not believable at this point. (laughs) This is when the book for me, I just think, this isn't believable. There's no way this guy would have got a promotion. No. There's no No. way this guy has got away with all of this nonsense. But I think that's the point of the book to say, look, if we don't check people, this is how far it could go. Yeah. But, because, oh God, he's, uh, uh, he's horrible. <laughs> yeah. And when they went, she went round to that, he was holding like a drinks party and, and Gigi, I'm not quite sure how Cece answered mm. the door. And she like, was like this 50s, like, Housewife. wifey character. But then you discover that she she's only doing it to sort of, uh, she's, she, her boyfriend that she was in love with has got deported back to China Mm. hasn't it and she's she's kind of doing this for her own gain because she's sort of going she doesn't want to be deported as well no exactly and I liked it because they were like why don't you know why have this man hold this over you rather than just go back to China and she she called them uh selfish American Asians didn't she or something like that yes (laughs) and I was like (laughs) Because she was like, I want to leave on my own terms. But that that's just, yeah, Michael's a crazy character. And yeah. Just, and she, I don't know how they're going to stop him. Yeah, I don't know. Surely somebody's got to, they've got to come to their senses and realise that he's just, it's <laughs> just strange. He's not... just a bigot, isn't he? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He's obviously very charismatic, so he's getting away with, things that he should not be getting away with because yeah, people are I don't just know. eating it up I they believe yeah, in it aren't I they know. taking yeah. it at face value I, I thought it was quite funny when you know when she she went around visiting people mm. and she visited her parents and uh basically you know you were just a brat <laughs> they said didn't they she was a brat yeah, know, well, this years. is the thing. As we come to the climax of this book, Inga is suddenly realising that she's held views which have held yes. her back her entire life yeah. and she's held so much internal racism that that's why she's having these breakdowns now because she doesn't understand why she's done the things she's done and it all relates back to, you know, the trauma it, that she had yeah. early on and coming to terms with that and facing who she is now and what it means and... I do wonder, I, I feel like this book is going to end where she's presenting her final paper, do you know? But, yeah. Because everyone keeps talking like, I'll be there at your defence, which is, I think, when she presents her final paper. And I'm, yeah. I'm like, what is it actually going to be? Is it going to be on a job or is it going to be something else? Yeah. Do you think John Smith will be there? I think so. I think, I like how that story is resolved. Mm. I think, you know, like, it's good that he's repenting. I can't tell you why, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I don't know what's going to happen with her and Stephen. I personally think she needs to go on a path of self-discovery. 
and she shouldn't be with Stephen because she's not she's not in that relationship in that anymore I feel that um she can't go back to how she was with Stephen because there's too much too many bridges are being burnt, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Uh, I just, I don't know how they can crawl back from that, really. Exactly, and I feel like Stephen's not very accepting of her opinions anymore, or her no. having an opinion that isn't his. No. So, as you say, I don't think they they work anymore. They've and who's sending these notes? Oh my gosh, yeah, she's getting, like, threats through the post. Yes. I think it's Michael. <laughs> Do you think that? yeah. I don't know. I think it's. I don't know who it is. Maybe it is. Unless him. it's Ingrid herself, and she is actually having a mental breakdown. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but what else we'll are we doing? Oh, we need to say we're yeah. going to read to the end of the book, aren't we? We're going to read to the end of the book. So we're finally going to read to the end of Disorientation by Elaine Shay Chow, and next week we'll be telling you our thoughts. We'll be giving it a review. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. This has been one of my favourites, I think, this year. It's just yeah, had so I've many peaks it. and troughs. But we'll see if the ending gives the journey the justice it deserves. But yeah, what else have we been reading, Claire? Oh, well, I mean, look at that. Look how far through that. And, we, you know, we had to do... You only started uh, that last week. I know, I know. This is The Family Remains by Lisa Jewell. And um, it's the sequel to... Oh, what was the other book? It was a sequel to The Family Upstairs. It's a sequel to The Family Upstairs. And this book is so good. Again, it's just really gripping. Uh, real page turners, lots of chapters ending on cliffhangers, good characters. And there's this detective in the book who is getting to the bottom of what happened in that house all these years ago. And he's been to see Libby, who was the baby that got left in the house, who 25 years later inherited the house. And he's been he's been sort of pestering her and trying to find the story and saying, Are you in you know, have do you have you been in touch with your sisters and sister and brother? who are involved in this story and she's just well she's just falling into lots of pit holes there really and then you've got another character who didn't feature in the first book but the husband featured in the first book and you see I don't want to say too much about their their story but he basically he died in the first book he got killed in the first book and you but you find out his backstory with the person that he was with in London. And it's it's just really good. And it's a bit of an abusive relationship and things like that. He's, he's just a horror, this person called Michael. Just an absolute horror. And another horrible Michael. A really ho- Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, think, I think authors have got issues with Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's just... And, and then there's this other character called Henry who... Is calling himself something else in the book at the moment and definitely he's got psychological issues and it's just brilliant the characters are great story's really good and you know I'm always a bit wary about sequels but this is really good 
Yeah, that was well be done, my Lisa. Question. Joel. Enjoying it. <laughs> There's not many sequels that are good or match up to the original. Yeah, but other than one... the ones that you've been reading with the yeah, the Thursday, <laughs> Thursday night Murder Club. Thursday, Thursday mu- night. <laughs> Thursday night. <laughs> Thursday night. The Thursday movement. Murder Club. <laughs> but oh, yeah, this is, this is a really good book. I'm really enjoying it. So I've been listening to my audiobook Crying in Hmark by Michelle Zorna and it is read by the author as well which is always quite nice when you are listening to a book that is read by the author that wrote it. And I was listening to this book Claire and obviously I went into this book not knowing a lot about it and I was suddenly like wow this sounds very personal. Anyway it's actually a memoir. I'm reading a memoir. This is a a real story. It's not fictional (laughs) which I didn't say last week because in all honesty I didn't know it was a memoir. So this is about her life and it's obviously about her relationship with her mother because her mum got cancer, terminal illness, and it's her kind of recounting on her past with her mum and her father and her issues that she had growing up and and how she is now and how that's affected her. And it's an interesting story because it's hard when you're reading a memoir because you're like, this is a real person, this is their real life. But at times I think, wow, she's she's hard to like. <laughs> Which is oh, awful because really? it's a real person. But she talks about how she was quite selfish as a child and how she suffered with outbursts and things. And you do think sometimes she treats her her mum very unfairly. But it, it's a good memoir. It does, it does remind me a lot of I'm Glad My Mum Died by Jeanette McCurdy, which is another memoir by a, a, an ex-Disney star talking about kind of the relationship she had with her mum. And it, it's got a lot of similarities in the way that it's told uh, and the journey they go through. It's good. It's a nice short book. It's only about seven hours long. I've only got about four hours left. And I think with memoirs, when you're reading about grief, it really does hit home that these things are real and the intricacies between a mother and daughter, especially in, in that relationship, it's a good book it's quite sad and like I say at times she's not very likeable so you're just kind of like well you have that coming (laughs) but again it touches a bit like disorientation on what it's like to have mixed heritage in America and and how you cope with that so um yeah it's it's good so far I would say it's it's a strong it's a good memoir um and I'm enjoying that one the other book that I picked up, which I mentioned last week, is Five Survive by Holly Jackson, who is a YA author, and she wrote A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, which was like one of my favourite YA murder mysteries. I only ever read the first one, despite it being a series. Yeah, um, I only read the first one as well. Yeah, which is weird, because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. My sister, she read all three, and she did say that by the third one, she didn't like the main character anymore, and it didn't live up to her expectations. So in a way, I'm quite happy that I've only ever read the one, because it sounds like the main character goes through some stuff, and she's not as fun as she was in the first one. <laughs> so maybe we maybe we dodged the bullets there, Claire. But this mm-hmm. is called Five Survive, and I haven't actually started reading it yet, because I, I was trying to read um, Disorientation because I was a bit behind. I was like, I need to read this by tomorrow. But Five Survive. Uh, Red Kenny is on a road trip with five friends when their RV breaks down in the middle of nowhere. 
This is no accident. Someone is out there and someone wants one of them dead. With eight hours until dawn, the six friends must escape or work out which one of them is the target. Buried secrets will be forced to light and not everyone will survive the night. Oh. And my sister said this book is told over eight hours as well. Um, so it all goes down within that time frame, which is quite interesting and I'm quite excited. She said it's fast-paced. Um, she also lent this to my mum and my mum historically doesn't read YA. <laughs> you know, she's like highbrow fiction and uh, she enjoyed it as well. So I'm, I'm excited for that one and hopefully I'll be able to tell you some thoughts on it next week. But they're the two books that I'm currently reading. Oh, that, that one kind of reminds me a little bit. I can't remember what it was that I read where they were at this dinner party. The guest remember list. when I read the... the no, it was... I read um, a the YA book. The Hunting Party? And, no, oh. no, 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 no. Oh, yes. And they what were was that in, they were locked in a They were locked in a, um, a basement room and they had a dinner party and it was organised by an individual and it kind of goes in in and out of their past um, but that happens that over a short period of time as well yes because so i remember kind you of told reminds me the, yeah the killer was and it was yes. shocking yeah oh what was that called it had a strike what it was called. didn't it yes it did yeah do you know what if anybody knows this book if you're going to be the librarian out there that could just find us yeah. that book based on that description let us know on uh instagram YA book and they have a dinner party in like a, a basement of a hotel and they're locked in there and the only way they're going to get out is if somebody gets killed I think it is isn't it there's a bomb yes. or something or they make one of them has to kill themselves doesn't don't yes, they or something that's it. Some, that's yeah. it something like that yeah oh I can't remember what it was called yeah that was a roller coaster book I remember you talking about that do you know what I've been watching as well? I started watching this because I remember you talking about it a couple, like, I think it was last year you mentioned this programme. Is it Between the Covers? Oh, is that with Sarah Cox? Yes. I started yes. watching it because last last time you watched it, you said that one of our book club reads um, was on it. Yes. And I was watching it and one of the guests had brought on Convenience Store Woman no. as their book to read and I was like that was one of our book club books as well so it just goes to show you the books that we're choosing and reading Claire they're on oh TV my other people are reading them and enjoying what them what did they say about Convenience Store Woman? he said it was really interesting it was wild it was funny and it was very eccentric and he couldn't put it down and it was a roller coaster of a book that he just thought was absolutely fantastic and I was like yeah. <laughs> it was a good that book. That is a, our very a first unique one. book. Yeah. Mm. Very unique book, because I don't think I've read a book like it since. <laughs> no, it was a good one. Um, yeah, it was good. I liked that yeah. one. But I she, slight, that she, she slightly reminded me, I think I said, of um, Eleanor Oliphant, because she was mm. slightly autistic, wasn't she? So yeah. a bit, bit in her way. <laughs> <laughs> someone was saying as well uh, that the title of convenience store woman when that book was translated into german the title of the book meant convenience store woman but also an item that's left in a shop for too long and it's kind of just left oh. there and, and doesn't move and the title in, in german had those two meanings and i was like genius that translator needs a pay rise <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Because it relates to, you know, the name of the book and also yeah. kind of what the book's about. And she didn't want to leave that store, did she? No. There you go. There's your fun fact. Definitely watch Between the Covers if you haven't. It's a, it's a great little show. Um, lots of good book recommendations on there as well. If you can't get enough from our podcast, that is. <laughs> so that is it from me and Claire this week. You know, we are reading to the end of Disorientation by Elaine Shea Chow. I think this will be our last book club read of 2023. Next week, we'll be discussing our thoughts on the book, letting you know what our special Christmas podcast episode will be about. And as always, do follow us on our Instagram at loungingwithbooks. We'd love to hear from you with your comments about what you're reading and any book recommendations that you may have as well. It is goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. (laughs) 